0: I I'm gonna do the introduction. All right. You are. Yeah. Or unless. How, how are you
1: gonna do the introduction?
0: Like I always do. Mm. With enthusiasm and, <laughs> and taste and class. You you have class. You have taste. Yeah, I do have class and taste. You have enthusiasm. <laughs> you know. You know what. This is the Mystery Me podcast. My name is Ruben and with me is my two co-hosts, Robbie and Kareem. Uh, say hi guys.
1: I have no class, no enthusiasm and a funny face. Just like Linky.
0: <laughs> I am just a just a deep deep void nothingness right now. Anyways, uh, No, I'm not Kareem. Oh yeah.
2: Uh, I got a coconut gun. What? And it fires and up! <laughs>
0: We should do the DK rap sometime. We should review that. Okay. Zero out of don't ten, despite
1: you. DK. Wow.
0: Hey, that's a great song. DK. I don't DK. Donkey dead. He's dead. Old age. <laughs> DK. And then there's Chunky. He's dead. <laughs>
1: DK. <DJ>. Chunky's
0: dead. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> uh anyways we got another three albums for you guys this week uh first up will be sickness by disturbed and then we have uh, the mission by captain jack and then we have big kid mad city deluxe by kendrick lamar so first up is me with uh the sickness by disturbed Disturbed is an American heavy metal band from Chicago, formed in 1994. The band includes vocalist David Draymond, guitarist, keyboardist Dan Donegan, bassist John Moyer, and drummer Mike Wingren. Donegan and Wingren have been involved in the band since the with Moyer replacing former bassist Steve Fuzz Kamak and Draymond replacing original lead vocalist Eric Awald. Uh Before David Draymond joined Disturbed, uh, guitarist Dan Donegan, drummer Mike Wingren, and bassist Steve Fuzz Kamak were in a band called Brawl with vocalist Eric Alwalt. Before changing their name to Brawl, however, Donegan mentioned in the band's DVD, Decade of Disturbed, that the name was originally going to be Crawl. They switched it to Brawl due to the name already being used by another band. Damn fucking copyrights. Uh, a Walt left the band shortly after the recording of a demo tape. The other three members advertised for a singer. They posted an advertisement in the local music location in Chicago, Illinois, called the Ill- Illinois Entertainer. Draymond answered it. A- Advertisement after going to 20 other auditions that month. Crap, Draymond, you did some work. Artist Dan Donegan commented on Draymond. You know, out of all the singers that we had talked to or auditioned, he, which they're referring to Draymond, was the only singer who was ready to go with originals. And that impressed me, just to attempt that. With regard to Draymond being the singer for the band, Donegan said, after a minute or two, he just starts banging out these melodies that were huge. i playing my guitar, and I'm grinning. I'm playing my guitar, and I'm grinning from ear to ear, trying to give it away that I like this guy, you know, because I don't want to, you know. Uh, say, yeah, we'll give you a callback. We'll, you know, discuss it. But I was so psyched. Chill up my spine. I'm like, there is something here. As drummer Mike Wingren commented, we clicked right off the bat. Draven then joined the band in 1996, and the band was renamed Disturbed. When asked in an interview why he suggested the name to be Disturbed, Draven said it had been a name I had been contemplating for a band for years, It just seems to symbolize everything we were feeling at the The level of conformity that people are forced into was disturbing to us. And we, we were just trying to push the envelope and the name just sort of made sense. Now, before I move on to the album, I just want to do a quick little cool fact I think about the lead singer Draymond. So David Draymond, he was born Jewish and his grandmother was, uh, was a Jewish person from Yemen. And so their family moved to israel in the 1900s but that's really cool what's also really cool is while not personally observant of the jewish faith draymond's parents sent him to orthodox schools he believed he was on the path to receiving rabbinic ordination he frequently spent time in israel during his early life and he attended five jewish schools so he was like deep into the whole thing and he knows he's fluent in hebrew and yeah i think he has his family observe shabbat and everything like that so he's he's kind of with the jewish faith is there any questions before i move on to the album Uh,
1: um well i'm pretty disturbed by the amount of puns we could make about this uh just keep going
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right so the album that we reviewed this week was the sickness the sickness was disturbed's first studio release since the band's formation in 1994 reflecting on the band's early years Lead vocalist david draymond said in a 2015 interview people think it was like a meteoric rise. It really wasn't. Uh, we beat the hell out of ourselves for two or three years at a local band, our own self-promotional mega machine. Every band member in a different venue of the city every time a rock show would come through town, pass out our promotional material, cassettes, stickers, t-shirts, whatever we could. This was in addition to playing strategically where we thought it made sense and in addition to building our following on the south side of chicago so there was a long period of time before that and a lot of struggle in the city that wasn't to hard rock and heavy metal chicago was an alternative town it was smashing pumpkins local age it was not metal so we were blacklisted we couldn't even play inner city clubs we weren't cool enough we were too metal that was something that wasn't considered cool enough we had to force our way in and nowadays we were like and that's metal and fucking back in the day disturbed was like they were too metal that's what they're saying they were too metal dude anyways according to draymond it was a challenge it was challenging for him to become comfortable with writing about personal themes contained throughout the album's lyrics saying it's very frightening because here you go you've decided to Open a part of their soul to these people and lay out on a platter for them to observe. So, until you know that the listeners are getting any part of what you're saying, it's incredibly frightening. So, according to Draymond, it was challenging for him to become comfortable with writing about the personal themes oh, contained. I'm sorry, I meant that. the
1: metal thing. Sorry, oh, um, thing. my brain's fucking oh, no. around a bit. No, I yeah. was just
0: saying. I was just saying that they were too metal. That's what they're saying. they were too metal. Uh, for Chicago, Chicago was an alternative town, and nowadays we say, "Oh man, that's so metal." I just think it's kind of funny.
1: It kinda is, especially because I'm also not really sure we would even call they're heavy metal. I know, but I feel like you know, there's now more metal than they are. You know, like extreme metal.
0: Oh yeah. Oh no, definitely, and I think even. If- Back then, when they were running around, there was bands out there that were more metal. I think it was just more the city that they were in. It just they just didn't care. Like they were, they thought it was too metal for them.
1: I blame Kanye. He's from Chicago.
0: Yeah, I blame Kanye too. Because <laughs> on March 7, two thousand, uh, this released. however, that was not an instant success. The lead sing- single from the album Stupify, released in April of two thousand, it was actually a sell at radio draymond said it's not like job. they worked it. giant records at the time they worked it they pushed it to where it got enough awareness that it did start the chart decently it yeah it did the chart decently the track addressed themes of racism and discrimination, loosely based on one of Draymond's own experiences. It would go on to reach number 12 on the mainstream rock chart and number 10 on the modern rock, and remains one of their most songs. It was followed by singles Down with the Sickness in October of the same, Voices, The Fall in November, and The Game in February 2001. So that's a little bit of the album. Now with my thoughts, just real quick about what I think about the album. Uh, so it, it's really nostalgic for me because I used to listen to a metric ton of Disturbed and I used to just get into them all the time. And so when I re-listened to this album this week, i haven't listened to it in a while i was uh kind of blown away that it's still really fucking rocked <laughs> like uh, nothing changed for me i thought it, it was great david draymond he has a really great voice uh, he has that real operatic voice and uh his screams are really good too they're kind of like really melodic and and in my view like he, he just knows how to make it sound really fucking good but i i guess the only thing. Would say is down with the sickness. I get tired of it <laughs> sometimes. So like that part of the whole album is probably the only thing that's just kind of like, well, I like it. It's a good song, but I've just heard it so much, and it, it's just I'm not down with the sickness anymore. Well, you uh, know man.
1: what? I'm not down with you anymore. Um, but oh, wow. keep going.
0: No, I was going to ask of what was your uh, guys'...
1: I remember my friend. Um, He liked to Disturb a lot when we were younger in the 2010s. And um, I don't know if we ever listened to this one. He probably linked it. I primarily remember their album 10,000 uh, Fists and Indestructible because it has that weird guy. But, um, oh, yeah.
0: I don't know what you're gonna talk about.
1: Yeah, as far as The Sickness went, I think it was an enjoyable album. I'm not personally that into Disturbed I will blame him because he played it constantly, but like it's not bad. And you know, knowing that their debut album is actually really interesting because, hell, knowing it's a two thousand album, I feel like it was almost ahead of its time because it reminds me a lot of that more late two thousands type of new metal, if anything.
0: No, yeah, definitely. I think it was definitely was ahead of its time uh, for like what was going on. Like during that time, I felt like lincoln park was coming out a lot of these bands like the new metal, and they're not new metal obviously like for me they they sound they sounded a little different at the time i think the operatic voice i think you didn't really hear a lot of that in metal for america uh because in europe obviously they have like operatic metal but not in america so they were kind of new and I think maybe that's why they weren't so successful. Maybe that's why they didn't shoot up. Uh even though I thought they shot up, but I didn't realize they didn't. I think it's because of how they sounded at the time it just was too new and people didn't get it. Uh because I I could kind of see it nowadays maybe, but uh, at the time when I listened to it I was just a kid, so I just liked how it sounded. You know, I just liked the rock
1: <laughs> Ooh, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I just like the fucking screaming, but no, yeah, I agree with you, Robbie. I think it was ahead of its time.
1: Just one thing before Kareem speaks. <laughs> okay, Kareem, you go.
2: Yeah, I, re- I really liked it. Uh, I'm usually into this sort sort of metal, and I really did like the um the vocalist. I think he sounds great. I I really liked the uh, the game. I liked violence fetish. I like I, I liked most of these tracks. I mean, I I think my only. It's not even really an issue with it because like it's kind of it felt a little samey to me but i don't see that as like in a bad thing it's just like i think that i probably wouldn't listen to this album in its entirety again but like i definitely think there's like i don't really think there's a bad track on here really for me
0: no no and uh yeah it's it's still one of their best uh songs but i know me and robbie were kind of making fun of it earlier oh
1: Oh, what? wait that's the song
0: no that's the that's the one where they were like uh all the people in the left wing rah and then we were like oh all, yeah. the, people in the, all, all the people in the food industry rah! Oh, <laughs> it's, all the dreams. <laughs> it was just funny because that's what he was just doing he was just listing off like groups or like certain things they was after it and so we started making fun of it but yeah uh i don't really have too much else to say so i'm gonna probably start with my rating my rating is uh 8 out of 10 for this particular album
1: all right. Uh, My rating is a 7 out of 10. And to comment on the album art real quick, the album art is really basic metal, I feel like. Okay.
2: Yeah. I, the album art's like okay, I guess. I, I've seen it a billion times.
0: It's based in disturbed film. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs>
2: I'll give it a 7.
0: Okay. Um. You guys
1: want the overall rating? Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: I won't taste it.
1: For
2: pretty, please give us the overall rating.
1: Pretty. Six please. points, Ruben. You're you're gonna get disturbed. Don't don't <laughs> swear to God. Um, six point seven out of ten overall. Mystery sticks.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, Barely man.
1: better than Will Smith.
0: <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, Fuck you.
1: So let's talk about Kendrick Lamar. Ferry, would you like some would you like some sausages? would you like some sausage? Sausages. Sausages. Kendrick Lamar was born in Compton, California, as Kendrick Lamar Duck and actually started rapping when he was a teenager in 2003. He first went under the name K-Dot, but uh, would ultimately choose quickly to just be Kendrick Lamar. So another name he has had recently is Oklahoma. Um, So today we're reviewing actually an album that I think was the one that put him on the map much more so than his debut album, Good Kid, Mad City. This is his second album. It was released in 2012, and it features appearances from Drake, Dr. Dre, J-Rock, Anawise, mc and and Jay-Z as well on the bonus tracks. It also has a shit ton of producers who are actually really big names that, again, include Dre... Just for Pharrell Williams, Hit Boy, Scoop DeVille, and a couple others. It's a concept album that essentially follows Kendrick's teenage life in the, the streets of Compton. It's a very heavily focused on how rough it was to live there, on the gang life, on just in general what's going on there in a way. It's a very conscious album. Kendrick is a very conscious rapper. He isn't really gangster rap whatsoever. The album was really well acclaimed. He was nominated at the 2014 Grammy Awards. Oh, Yes, these were the ones that Macklemore won. Oh. Right, so Good Kid Mad City lost to the heist, and that's a story for another time because I have been paid not to complain about it on this episode. So anyways, I had this album first on iTunes, and the reason that matters is because it has an extra bonus track that I think people should listen to that is called Collect Calls. It's an iTunes exclusive, you can find it on YouTube though. I have the Deluxe Edition, the Deluxe Edition album cover in my opinion is the best album cover for it, but the basic one also isn't bad. It shows a young Kendrick with his family. So, um, in general, I actually really love this album. This is the one that got me into Kendrick Lamar. And one of my favorite tracks on here, actually, even just from how it's made, was is a Mad City, which has MC8 on it. Every song on here is honestly great, though. Money <laughs> Trees is a really good song, and you have Poetic Justice, you have Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst, which is actually two songs. You have Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe. It's a really, really good album, especially for a concept album, and I feel like it's a really good first concept album for a lot of people. It's um, actually very
0: enjoyable to listen to. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it is.
1: It's it's definitely worth uh, a very, very high rating. What what did you guys think of it? Or do you want me to um keep going
0: over Kendrick? Uh, I want to comment on something before you keep on going. Yeah. Um, I do think his his rap style, like the way he flows, like the way he sounds and everything like that. I think it's really unique. Honestly, it it I didn't really honestly know that he did. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. And I've listened to that song quite a few times on the radio. Uh, but that is actually a really sweet, not sweet song as in, yeah, it's sweet, like, hey, you know, saying that to people. But no, it's, it's more of just like, um, it's nice on the ear. You know.
1: Yeah, and I will add, though, that like, with regards to his flow, which, with regards to how he raps, I really like how he does it because a lot of it feels like poetry in a way to me, and I know you can say that about rap in general or about a lot of music, but I'm not just talking the rhymes. I'm talking about how he's using subtlety. I'm talking about just how he sounds when he's rapping. The way he uses his tone, the way he's using his mood, a lot of it is really interesting. It's really cool. And throughout the album, you're seeing him go from this, you know, girl-crazy, you know, very braggadocious teen to being a much more spiritual, you know, strong adult who is extremely, you know, shaped by Compton, by this brutal environment. Huh, um, I'd also argue in a way, though, too, that with the sound, it doesn't really sound like a West Coast hip-hop as we knew it or know it even i think it kind of serves as an evolution away from that older you know dr dre produced sound that you would hear with tupac's early stuff or with snoop dogg stuff and i kind of like it moving away from that g funk kind of different sound
0: right dr dre and snoop dogg they did that a lot the g funk fucking
1: shit oh Um, yeah and then e40 did too and it's like you could always tell what was west coast what was east coast because east coast always had something heavier to it it sounded much more mafioso sometimes but with good kid mad city it almost even incorporates like southern feeling of southern rap at times at least i think so
0: yeah like it it was kind of trying to break maybe a mold that you know really wasn't being pushed at least in that area i get what you're saying though is that is that what you're saying it, it just it, it, it he kind of broke a mold there in, in a way
1: kind of but i'm also sort of saying how it doesn't just sound like the west coast it sounds like something that you know could be made kind of could be made in the south or kind of could be made in the east it's in a way i think to an extent it kind of defies let's call them production genres to some extent
0: Right, right. No, okay, I get it. All right.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: um, what do you guys think of it? I I completely enjoyed it. I mean, obviously there's some stuff that. I don't know if there's really anything negative I have to say about this. It was really enjoyable listen all the way through. I guess the only things that maybe I didn't quite enjoy were like some of the little like talking points when they weren't playing the music, mostly cuz I just wanted to hear the instrumentals. Like his instrumentals are really good. Like they're really like I said they're really nice on the ear. You know what I mean? They just it kind of um, doesn't annoy me, It kind of relaxes me, honestly, just by its sound. The story, though, that's that's a pretty cool story that you told me about being a, an arrogant teen and then coming up. Yeah, no, that's a really good story. But yeah, I, I have no complaints about this album. What do you think, Grim?
2: Oh, I I really love this. I'm going to keep it pretty simple. Uh, Because Robbie was the one that kind of shared me stuff from this album, like uh, Swimming Pools and Mad City. And I already really liked those. And I was planning on listening to the album on my own at, at, at some point anyway, so I, I would I'm not really disappointed. <laughs> um I, I could listen to this for like fucking ever. I, I really I really enjoyed this. Um I don't really have too much to say, but yeah, I really do like the overall story of how like this environment that he was in like shaped him and, and changed him and like uh, affected him. I think that was like I, I think it was uh I think that's like what am I trying to say? I think it like hits like because i was looking through the lyrics and stuff i was just going over and like you know like seeing like sometimes it takes me a couple times to like actually like understand sometimes what's being said so like i think it kind of it hits different like than like how it's like just vibing to it you know what i mean like the message and then like the story that's that's trying to tell yeah yeah like it's it resonates stronger than just like
0: it resonates deeper in in you
2: yeah that's what i'm trying to say
0: yeah I get that. And, you know, if any of you disagree, well, bitch, don't kill my vibe. <laughs> so, but, uh, would you like to start off the ratings? Or did you have anything else that you wanted to add there, Rob?
1: Nope, I'm good. Um, I'm going to give it a 10. This is a threat, Ruben. <laughs> I'll also give it
2: a 10
0: because I have ears. Um, wow, I'm going to give it a 9.9 9 out of 10. <laughs> That's <laughs> I'm going to give it. Uh, no, I guess I'll give it a 10 so I don't die. Uh... <laughs> I was gonna give it. I was gonna give it a nine out of ten, but you know, I got a gun in my face yeah, you right now. Came to your senses? Yes, yes.
1: Ruben did come to his senses. I do have a gun to his fucking head.
0: Bitch, don't kill my vibe. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. Bitch, don't
2: kill
0: my vibe. Hi, I'm Ben Shapiro. <laughs> and B word, don't kill my vibe. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. <laughs> <laughs> he You would say B word, don't kill my vibe. <laughs>
2: female
0: dog do not kill my vibes. um actually if you look at the the research uh it would suggest that yes bitch don't kill my vibes.
1: kareem what's 30 divided by 3 10 oh wow then that means it's an overall 10 out of (laughs) 10
0: holy shit Uh, uh, that's great uh that was freaking great (laughs) who would have fucking thought who would have thought 10 out Um, of 10 and then we're gonna go in the shit storm that is fucking captain jack So, can we fucking re- regale us with fucking the story of...
2: Uh, the greatest fucking military hero of our generation
1: oh right we did have one more album
2: god yeah. damn it
0: yeah we wanted to forget about captain jack but... <laughs>
2: four out of ten all right keep going <laughs> all right so uh captain jack is a german Eurodance group formed in 1995 by sharky durbin and Liza da costa their most important member is francisco alejandro gutierrez who was professionally known as frankie g after serving in the united states Army, Cranky G, had remained in Germany, uh, where he was last stationed, and started recording career under the name Westside. I was trying to look into some of that uh, his stuff cuz I think that was his name when he was a disc jockey. I'm not entirely sure there's not that much information on that. But while he was recording music under the the Westside name, he came up with the idea of a dance track based on a drill routine. And in 1990, I want to say, let me check real quick. So, uh, in 1998 he joined the group captain jack i guess they had the name captain jack before that um and he joined and he kind of what he his major contribution is kind of just what makes the band really the band he introduces like the he becomes like the character captain jack he gets this costume he brings this whole military aesthetic and he really kind of just makes that he's like he's like the mascot for the band essentially if I if we just get down to it also fun fact he wrestled for the frontier martial art for frontier martial arts wrestling in japan sadly he died in 2005 due to a brain hemorrhage at 43 but the um the band still makes music they released a single in 2021 which is kind of crazy their last album was in 2011 so they're still kind of kicking it he was he did vocals for the band all right um moving on to the the album it's the mission this is their debut album came out in 1996 but well, what what do we think about it uh did, did you like it
0: uh no no i didn't i thought it was as about as about as, as worse as um aqua uh i had a very deep distaste for it i'm not gonna lie uh i did not find captain jack very appealing i was really sad that it wasn't captain jack sparrow uh, i thought it may have been late Like Johnny Depp, he did an album as the character, Captain Jack Sparrow. That would have been much better, in my view. That would have been way better. But it wasn't that. Uh, And as much as I want to say something good, I can't say anything good and i'm going to continue shitting on this so that's why it's my turn
1: to shit on this eurodance tends to be extremely hit or miss i think um toy box hit extremely well extremely hard aqua uh, you know sometimes it hit actually Kareem. captain jack misses every single one of his shots despite pretending to be a military man however which is a kind of embarrassing you would hope the military could hit their targets right captain jack cannot hit his targets though but that said legitimately the entire gimmick of it just doesn't feel like it works like he commits to it for a couple songs and then it It's gone. Like, I get it. It's just stupid, fun dance music. And is that? Fine. It works completely. Fine, whatever. I don't care. But if we want to analyze it, I think Aqua and Toy Box are simply... Better in every single way. Also, the album art. What the fuck? <laughs> That's all I'm going to say there. Um, I already gave my rating for it. It's actually I'm going to lower it now to a three out of ten. What did you guys think? Uh,
0: I think Captain. Uh, J- I think I you know I think this is the day that Captain Jack almost almost got something of a rating because I'm going to give it a one.
2: I didn't even okay. share my opinion. You're going in the poop deck, you piece of shit. <laughs> uh, I think this album is. Oh, okay it's not as good as aqua or toy box and no it's not. definitely the tracks kind of overstayed or welcome but i didn't really hate yeah captain jack or sir yes sir i don't like hate it. it it's just fucking boring it's just yeah it's it, And he fails maybe. with the gimmick. It, yeah. It's it. Yeah. It, it exists. Um. The album art. I kind. Listen. Okay, if you like, that, no, out, you have I'm no not, taste at all. I, I kind of. No uh, it, it, it's it's eye catching. No, it's not. It's it's not, not all. Okay. It is bullshit. Uh, deviant uh, art here. Anime, anime art for like <laughs> fucking other shit. And now all of a sudden there's an anime bitch on an album. And now it's like anything. Oh, oh, it's oh. We can't. Oh, this is terrible. That's not even the problem. the
1: problem is how shitty it looks how low quality this is this isn't good anime art it's like wow. some. It's like Captain Jack went into 2002 with a time machine, got some MS Paint, and made his album cover in like 30 minutes. Wow. Okay,
0: but, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut in here. If if he did it with a mouse, then I'll be impressed. But I don't think he did it with a
2: mouse. I'll have you know, Ruben. Captain Jack spent all night drawing this. He no, got a book from How to no, he 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 Draw Manga. You're Kareem, what's out. your rating? Uh, rating? I'm gonna give this, like, a five. Oh, beautiful. Okay.
1: What is are the three out of ten Mystery Meets. Holy
0: shit. There's That's too no high.
1: <laughs> yeah, Fuck. no, there's no decimal. Yeah, Holy we only had one decimal fuck. tonight. Good job. I, I never want to hear Captain Jack again because you I... are really aggro about this album art, Kareem. Just
0: the elegant aroma of that ground beef picking up added flavor from the fire is
2: enough to give everybody the firm idea that it's time to eat.
1: I don't know what it is about this album art. I'm going
2: it at a railroad track.
1: <laughs> yeah, now you're trying to threaten me with shitty songs. <laughs> I look at this album art and it reminds me of... I, I can't say... Here, so you'll just have to bleep out twice. But you know, it reminds me of one of these naughty video game novels created in Japan for weeaboos like you, Kareem. Yeah, that's why I. And you know, it's not one of the good ones. It's one of the shit ones. So yeah, Kareem, fuck you. Fuck Captain Jack, and fuck The Mission 2. Three out of ten overall mystery meat sticks, and next week we're reviewing our first movie, The Wall, and we're reviewing The Wall by Pink Floyd music album. I can't speak fucking English anymore. Fuck you, Kareem.
0: Yeah, you know what? I do want to say something, though, uh, before we head out. You know what it does remind me of, Kareem? What? It reminds me... It does remind me of, like, those really, like, early 80s
2: animes. I mean it honestly might just be trace Art.
0: trash yeah it's kind of like that it probably does it might be trace start honestly
1: i'm going to install early 80s anime every chance i get
0: <laughs> wow uh but anyways um hopefully you guys liked the episode please uh hit that subscribe button and uh, if you want to be notified hit the bell and uh we'll see you guys next week with the wall bye we don't need no we don't need no captain jack
1: Boom. boom